Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Ephrata Community Church Weekly Podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Ephrata Community <laughs> Church. It's great to be with you once again for our weekly podcast. Thanks for taking the time to just uh, connect with us here today. Jim, it's great to be on with you once again. Always good, podcast. Matthew. So we're going to take some time. We're going to take some time to cover uh, just what just took place here. Uh, Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday, the weekend services. Uh, also, we'll take some time at the end just to go uh, look ahead to our Easter Sunday celebration, what that might look like. Um, but you and I, Jim, had uh, some part to play in the weekend services. And for the first time, and I don't know if we've ever done a service like what we did, whereas you and I, you got it? First of all. Who invented metal straws? <laughs> like it's like having a dental experience. I just while I just, trying to enjoy a sip of water. I just mm. hope the cut that people see is the straw missing your mouth. I just really hope that, that makes the final cut. Which brings hint, us back hint, to Matt. whether or not we coordinated our tag team teaching well this weekend. Yeah, speaking of, um, and so yeah, the tag team teaching. Uh, some people might not know behind the scenes. You know, Kevin. Yeah wanting to have more dual elements within the teaching aspect of our services. Um, and so this being another, not attempt at that, but an, well, I don't know how you would call it, approach to that. Yeah, an maybe. experiment, an exploration yeah. of what it's like to have two perspectives on the stage at one time, even right. if there's a primary to have a secondary right. because of our belief in you know, many voices, you know, many, many rivers make glad the city of God. Right. right. So. Yeah, and so a couple of weeks back, it was it was Kevin and Oliver, and they just halved it. Mm-hmm. And you and I had more of a conversation. So a uh, few things. Um, how did you ex- how did you feel it went? Yeah, you obviously prepared. You carried the heartbeat of the message, and yeah. I was there to support you in it. Yeah, and and I was and to draw out more detail. But go ahead. I'd even encourage any of you who want to write in, Matt Gwynn, Can you remind us what the email address is for the podcast? Studio at EffortaCommunity.Church. Let us know what you thought of the format. I mean, it's one way you could also rate info at EffortaCommunity.Church. We'd love to hear it because um, we got some feedback from some of the yeah. connect groups. Now we're talking about modality here, right? right? Not just yeah. the truth of what might have been coming across. Yeah, we'll get there in a moment. Right. We're talking about, hey, why do we put two people up? Because we believe, quite honestly, that in community hermeneutic, that in many voices, particularly trusted voices, we start to have a dynamic between us where the Spirit shows up. Right. It's not just how the Spirit is in Jim or in Matt, but somehow when the two of us connect, I, I like to refer to it as the Spirit dances in the space between us. Right? Okay. And I would have to say that then different people have different learning moments in the sure. room. And I feel, I, I feel like that took place. I mean, I also think that you and I have the history of being on a podcast together where we know how to bounce a little bit off of each other. Right. Um, but I really do believe that. I know my mom wrote me and said she absolutely enjoyed it. That's oh, that's what good. Hey, that's all that matters. That's right. <laughs> Her and the Holy Spirit were good. <laughs> that's right. I loved it. So anyway, I thought it was a. I thought it was a great approach. And back to Kevin's desire. Um, uh, first of all, I'm glad to be a part of a community that has many voices in it. I also think that Kevin wanted, um, knowing that we came out of six or seven messages that were more holiness oriented. Quite yeah. honestly, carried a kind of weight of consecration. I think he knew that. Two of us up on the stage exchanging thoughts would, in a sense, soften in a good way uh, some of the weightiness yeah. because of the way that we're actually engaging as friends with a text. Yeah. We're not necessarily um, being declared as a 
content expert or speaker of right. or message giver. And I think that helped a little bit, yeah. even yeah. as we're going into Easter. It was more relaxed, casual. I, I, uh, uh, what's funny is it's, although, you know, I'm up on the stage in front of the community often, uh, and I've taught a number of times, but because you're in a different posture in front of people, it had an, an, uh, a different uh, discomfort to it. Um, in fact, uh, when nobody was in the room, Saturday afternoon before people got there, the cha chairs were set. So I went and sat on the chair just to like, wow, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and so I, I'm just reminded of like, you know, Heidi, uh, not to call her out on camera here, but she would have made a comment or the idea we were kind of uh, having fun in one of our meetings that she's going to now become, you know, do the service pastoral role and, and speak more. Well, let me say this way, do the announcements and do okay. kind of that stuff. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, essentially, like, how can you be comfortable behind a keyboard leading worship? And yet the idea of being in front of people on a microphone speaking is different. Yeah. And yet it's completely different. You know, one of the things I, I feel getting to this, what affected has had us doing that. I thought what was unique for the weekend was the way the Holy Spirit showed up across the whole thing. If you were a part of this weekend, or if you haven't had a chance to watch the service, go back and do it. But it was one of those weeks where there was a lot of seamlessness between worship. There was no clean end to it. Matter of fact, Matt gets up to do the service pastor transition and calls the, the worship team back into another verse, or even truthfully, a song began to erupt out of that. Then, of course, it rolled straight into the transition. Uh, to you and I being up on the stage in this kind of familiar thing. Right. And then, again, ministry at the end, in a sense. Um, yeah. uh, not just post-ministry, but even me praying the four roles of the Holy Spirit over yeah. people. And so I do think that there was a certain beauty to, to watch Matt Swords ministering healing on Sunday. Literally, a spirit of healing set into the room. The spirit decided to bring healing into the room. And Matt ministers it. Then all of a sudden, four minutes later, we're sitting on chairs laughing with right. each other. Yeah. I think that's beautiful to remind us of the the beauty of God's ability to move from the prof yeah. from the prof the immediately profound right. to the to the beauty and the mundane of little announcements that have to be made, and it all be a movement of the spirit. Yeah, I <clears throat> I appreciate hearing that because um, maybe this speaks more to my historical connection to more of the charismatic stream or the idea that, oh, we don't want to end worship to do announcements because mm. they're not complementary. They're in conflict with each other. Um, and so let's not stop worship because God's moving powerfully. And kind of my perspective is like, um, no, I think the Lord wants to flow yeah. through. He wants to show up in different ways, right? So the praise portion of our service, the 35 minutes um, it's declaring who God is and, and he shows up in the room and then and then yeah we have announcements but this is how do we grow in Jesus announcements like these are next steps this is what it looks like to connect as a family to um, testimony video right. this is who our God is and what he has done yeah. to the sharing of the word and the receiving well, the eternal to, word to healing yeah, well, yes, we yeah, went from yeah. a testimony video to physical and emotional healing right then into more announcements then right. into the message just yeah. Love the way the Holy Spirit moves through the yeah. the mundane, the everyday, and the profound, yeah. or the climactic, maybe to better say. It's all profound in the way I think when the Holy Spirit's in the midst of it. Yeah, and then to me, it makes it totally okay at any point you can enter into more of a profound thing or more, um, how do I say it? I did not, let me say it this way. I did not plan to go into a healing service element within the service. 
where I was like, hey, we're going to pray for this. Let's pray for that. Um, and hey, if, raise your hand if the Lord has brought healing to your body, that type of thing was totally like we were just available for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, to me, that gets me excited. It, I used to be nervous about the idea. Mm -hmm. God could show up and do whatever he wants at any moment. And now I'm like, yeah, but when he does, you feel so invited by God into it. You're just like, this is amazing. God, have your way, as opposed to uh, this could be scary. I mean, there's some nerves, of course, mm -hmm. but like it's beautiful to not just be an individual encountering God's movement. You know, he's anybody led by the spirits, blown by the wind That's type right. of flavor. But we as a body, a church, are following the spirit in That's that right. way. And I don't know. I get really excited. Yeah, I, I, have, I have more I want to say on that. And it's obvious, as you can probably tell, Matt and I are talking a little bit about the way God moves in sure. our midst. Uh, but I can't go any further till you move that cup to there. You're freaking me out, Mr. There we are. It's empty, though. Mr. Um, <laughs> God is moving. <laughs> the Lord is is everywhere. And I'm like, oh, I want to totally engage with you, Matt. But I'm yeah. not even OCD and I was freaking out. But I do want to say this. Matt and I held a chat with someone this morning, mm -hmm. attends our church, wonderful uh, uh, member of our community, who had a friend, a 30-something-year-old friend, get in touch with her and say, hey, I just want to start exploring church. Non-believer, uh, doesn't really... You would have looked at her, this friend said you would have looked at her and not even thought that she was being pursued right. in any way by the Holy Spirit. No right. signs in her life. And, and anyway, this is the first weekend she came. So yep. just imagine, you're the first time you're uh, in church and you visited on a Sunday where the Lord releases healing in the room and prophetic words yeah. and utterance during the service yeah. and response to it. Um, and, and of course, whenever that's taking place, there are wonderful members of our community who um, have what I would call more climactic responses to the Spirit in the moment, right? right. And you might get a fun little yell every once in a while or a, a moment of a person uh, physically manifesting what yeah. they understand to be the, the Holy Spirit. So I want to say how beautiful that is, um, but also particularly how beautiful to be a part of a community where we live in the tension of a person who is a seeker, who's never been in a service, all the way out to some people in our community that are in the advanced stages of understanding the movements of the gifts of God in a community and may even think, oh, I wish it would happen more or more often in the way that it might have taken place this last week. But for us to be able to sit and say, our availability is to both of those things. Yeah. Sundays that are very seeker-oriented, others that are clearly advanced movements in some of the ways the Holy Spirit moves in a community right. when his presence appears yeah. in, the, in the room. And for us to be able to say yes and amen to all of that right. and to not judge one is higher or holier than the other because that is the nature of the Spirit. That We're told that the Spirit moves like the wind. Yeah, I, It could be a seeker-oriented Spirit that week. It could be a right. um, what, what I would call an advanced move of the Spirit in healing or in prophetic words in the midst. And man, I'm so glad to be a part of a community where that can show up. Yeah, and one thing Kevin shares so Oh, he shares it often from the front, which is we're not just open to the Spirit. We are pursuing the Spirit. Right. Uh, the ways, the gifts, the power, the, the presence of God through the Holy Spirit. Come and have your way. We are your servants. You are our Lord. Yeah. And, and show up and glorify Jesus. I love that posture. And I know that regardless of how the nuance of how it might show up or the individual expression of the movement of the Spirit, we can... And, and we can 
talk about those details, yeah. but we can all agree around that heart posture. That's right. Um, saying, God, have your way, show up. We are not only open, we are pursuing your That's right. Your and, and the beauty of this conversation we have with our friend this morning who was reflecting on her friend coming for the first time, right? No matter how unique or freaky it might have been for someone who's not been around the way the Holy Spirit moved this weekend, we do know this, whenever the Holy Spirit's in the room, the Holy Spirit is speaking to all hearts, right? Yep. Um, and, and so I, it was so fun just to reflect the three of us on that woman was met somehow because you couldn't yeah. deny the presence of the Holy, right, yeah. in the room. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that just warms me. Like, I don't have to figure out this situation. Yeah. Um, I have to welcome the Lord right. into this. And there are so many people, I'm not going to name names, although... I want to, but I won't. Who are present? They're part of the body here. What's that? Let's make up a name. (laughs) Romanita. Romanita. (laughs) Who are here that would relay stories that when we first started coming as a family, you know, didn't have a shelf or a box or even a faith that God would move the way that. And there's flags. Uh, and there's hands raised in worship, and there's words, words of, of knowledge, knowledge incorporated. All of the, right. And there's prophetic weekend. There's like all of these things that, that like, we have people here that were raised in, 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 in churches where they didn't, they say, yeah, the Holy Spirit's part of the Trinity, but they never taught on it, and, and he doesn't act that way. Like, mm-hmm. But yet they're here. So there was discomfort, mm-hmm. of course, for many people. And yet there was still something um, in the water that they're just like, yeah, but I felt God there, or I experienced life. That's there. right. I'll have to tell you this. The older I get, and I don't want to turn this into some teaching axiom or something. I just know this. If I don't feel a level of discomfort, I don't trust that it's always the Lord. Like, like, and, and what I mean by that is, I want to be in a place. Maybe let me sure. just change that. Um, yeah, I that wasn't good. Be, I know. Can it didn't come out that? right. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be in a place that doesn't recognize a God who's going to make us uncomfortable sure. sometimes. Yeah. Because then we've made our own God, yeah, right. Or, or at least We're we've made a down. category of how the Lord works. Right. And I will tell you over and over scripturally, much less historically, the Lord, the kingdom has wild edges, right? Mm-hmm. It has wild edges that I cannot necessarily dictate the way it's going to go. And you know, I have a painting hanging in my office of, of um, a flock of starlings. And the beauty about starlings is, if you've ever seen them move, and we yeah. don't call them blackbirds here, and the British call them starlings, right? And they move like this. And if you ever watch them, one little group will break off, but the whole group will decide. By the way, another group might be breaking off at the same time over here. And the whole group decides if it's which is going to follow. Mm-hmm. And if it follows one, this group realizes it's out here, and then it flies back and joins the whole. Sure. That's how I find the Holy Spirit moves. There's always going to be that wild edge of a, of a group that's doing something that the rest of the group's like, wait, what are we, where are we at it? What are sure. we doing? Yeah. Um, but the Holy Spirit can direct that flock, right? And I am just so thrilled to be a part of a community yeah. that's letting the edges wild, even while we make sure we're caring for that, quote, yeah. whole flock or murmur yeah. of murmuration of starlings, I think it's called. Anyway, uh, re- I, I just, I like it, and I like the fact that you and I got to hang out up there and talk about the passages around Jesus's triumphal entry leading up to yeah. And I don't mean to transition this there. Well, I actually, I was going to was impacted. Myself, but... I myself was impacted. And one stat I didn't share on Sunday morning that I shared on Saturday night, John dedicated one-fifth of his whole book to um, this 36 hours of conversation, of which, truthfully, that's even, 
that could, it could have been eight hours. Um, we can't tell exactly due to one thing sure. where he says, let's move on from here, and then he keeps teaching as he's right, walking. Right, right. Um, we, we know this, that when John, in his, I don't want to call it haphazard, but his eclectic way of building his book, takes one-fifth of it and puts it on one conversation, I'm tuned in. And I, I, I remember, that's what kept me in this passage for the last three weeks, this section of four chapters, was... John, I want something that you had. You had an insight. You framed something Jesus wanted to make sure he was left leaving behind, you know, yeah. an understanding of the Father, welcoming the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm giving you my work now to do. Yeah. Uh, John wanted us to have that. And if, I, I, I would be thrilled if this week, if half of our community reread those four chapters yeah. to see if we're right. Yeah. And let with that frame, see if the Spirit's like, Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's it mean for us? Yeah. You know, Jim, in light of the fact that, you know, with the transition out of worship and the taking time to pray and minister out of words of knowledge and healing, it, it definitely shortened up the allotment that we gave towards yeah. the sharing Unpacking, and discussion right. of the Word of God. So in light of that, is there a point or something that you were like, oh man, I can't wait to share this truth out of the scriptures that you didn't really either get time to mention at all, or you just had to hit it but move on for the sake of it, that you'd want to like, yeah, just, hey, I, here's this truth. Two things. Yeah. Um, I, did, I never thought of the fourth point was going to land, although I did introduce it like, hey, there's a fourth point that I, I knew with what we were going to do on the stage, I didn't have time for four points. Right. Uh, so that'd be fun to talk about. Um, the fourth most talked about thing by Jesus in those four chapters. But the second one, the Holy Spirit, um, now, I, this is where I have to be careful. Whenever you have someone up front sharing, they should probably have to confess to you what's going on in their private and personal life. Mm. I have been personally contending, and, and that's a very beautiful word for me, um, with the Lord about greater revelation into the gift of the Holy Spirit. This, it's been part of my life. If you're part of Harvest Net School Ministry, you know this. We talk quite openly about what's going on in my life and what's going on in theirs. I am asking God questions, trying to take seriously that if the Holy Spirit was given to us, I want the Holy Spirit to have more real estate in my life. So there's one testimony. One year ago, I even began to pray that phrase, Holy Spirit, take over more real estate inside of me. And I will tell you that one year later, the ability to overcome temptation, the ability to control thought life, the ability to look at things with spiritual eyes has increased dramatically hmm. in my life. And, and I would have thought I would have gotten a B on my scorecard before that. Right. I, I tell you that I, I can sink into the presence of the Lord and worship faster. And there was just something about a yieldedness to the Holy Spirit taking over real estate. Not me even wrestling, like, like more like, Holy Spirit, I don't even know how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Take more space in me. Um, and I wish, I, I mean, there's always wish you had more time to, right. first of all, add the personal dimension of what's going on in your yeah. own life, but also to say, this is a real live being mm-hmm. that wants to live inside of you mm-hmm. and therefore impact your being more. It is a, it is a deep personal relationship mm-hmm. where it is fact, it's, it's innately, like, I don't sit and wonder, well, am I married today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's, I am married, and therefore it's taking more space in my life in yeah. a welcoming way. I think that's what I would love to talk about, what it means to invite the Spirit further in. Um, 
as part of my own testimony, sure. much less what I want for people in our community, particularly those who want more, but literally because of the way they were brought up or taught in the faith or new to the faith, they don't even know the first steps to giving. Well, the, the first steps literally is, oh, wow, there is a spirit. Right. Am I willing to say yes to the spirit? Yeah, and, it's, and the spirit's doing more <clears throat> than just sealing me unto salvation. Well, right? and people don't even realize that that's part of what he does. And whether people know it or not, you got saved, you have interacted with the Holy Spirit. Yes, he sealed yeah. you in Christ for eternity. Right. Like, he's there and your body is Whispers his temple. To you. Yep. He's yep. there. Um, and even before Pentecost Sunday in Acts 2, Acts 1, there's clear demonstration of the Holy Spirit directing Peter through the scriptures, breathing life and giving instruction and counsel on what they need to do next uh, in light of Judas um, not being part of the 12 anymore. Um, like there's clear leadership of the Holy Spirit before Pentecost. And so there are different That's dynamics. Great, great point. Yeah. Well, there are different dynamics that we're all, you have a thousand people in the room on a Sunday morning, uh, we're at different points. And so there are specific things that you haven't, you are not able to say, here's a deeper level we can go to. Mm. But if we can leave everybody with this, let's just say yes to the Holy Spirit because, mm. well, I personally love, uh, of course, the point where we landed. Uh, and I also love the fact that I didn't even know we were going to land there. Hmm. Uh, is the hi highlighting of the, the, f the, the revelation of your God as a father. Yeah. That, if I could hide, if I could pull out of the weekend one truth that will, that I will walk away with was the frequency of John's re uh, reference to the father or Jesus's rather, uh, John's account of that reference and the Holy Spirit in Romans eight, uh, he's the one that testifies in you that that's you're right. a child. And that's like right. Jesus was excited to send the spirit because that's the only way you're going to get this revelation. Um, I can keep going. Yeah, yeah, that's the peculiar exchange, isn't it? Yeah. For, no, that's not the peculiar exchange. The peculiar exchange point was, man, he's given us his work and he's given right. us the Holy Spirit to do it right. with. But we didn't I even do get think, to that. I know, dude. That's what's <laughs> that funny. Like, we were title. on the Father. And like yeah. Matt even told me after Saturday, he's like on Sunday, he goes, hey, Jim, you know, we didn't really nail the end on the peculiar exchange. I'm like, well, that's because we, the Father wanted yeah. to minister the Father this yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was there. So, but I'll tell you something. I am walking into the great exchange this coming week, right? right. We are celebrating the victory of Jesus. Yeah. On Sunday, I tried to remind us of that. Jesus left this 36 hours of doing a dump on the disciples and said, oh, by the way, I got to go do business now, right? He walks away to do business we don't even understand in the, in, in the heavenly realms. And that's what we're celebrating this week that makes all this other stuff possible. I'm hoping the spirit of a full revelation yeah. of the cross hits the room this week. I do too. I mean, oh, First Corinthians it. 2, Paul said, I, I proclaim to know nothing except mm -hmm. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Like literally, this is the gospel. Yep. And I am so excited. And it's going to be you, Dan, and Kevin. Yeah, we're the message. But the beauty is that's because we've shrunk the message a little bit to make room for the worship. So there'll be what we call sessions and in worship responses yeah. within those sessions. It'll be great. It is awesome. Okay, good. Well, thank you for taking the time to connect with us with the podcast. We look forward to connecting with you here this coming weekend for our Easter celebration. And until then, God bless. Yeah. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us at effortacommunitychurch.com.